a thinking tool that helps people do whatever they want to do in a better way. So I suggest people uh, really do mind maps the organic way or the traditional way for at least six months after deciding to use the tool regularly. of Learning Podcast, where your host Jyoti Ji explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. This podcast series will expose best practices of learning and will also discuss challenges, solutions, latest trends, tools and technology, leadership and their journey in the learning field. Now over to your host Jyoti Ji. Hello everyone. A very warm welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast and I'm your host Jyoti G. I'm glad and happy that you are joining me today as each episode of my show are sure to accelerate your learning, enhance your capability, connect with these inspiring leaders and keep you well versed with the disruption or change happening currently and in the future at the learning phase. I also assure you that you will master the best of what people have already figured out. So friends, Tony Buzan says learning how to learn is life's most important skill and he also says the mind map will change your life. Mind maps have infinite applications for business, education and self-development. Whatever you are doing, you can do better with a mind map. Friends, I am super excited and equally nervous for this show as I am very glad, privileged to do this interview as our guest today is a magnificent personality, Mumbai's first mind map trainer who has trained over 1,900 startups in mind mapping. Executives of many Fortune 500 companies and other giant companies like Google, Unilever, Johnson & Johnson and many more have gone through this seminar. 25 plus years of experience in training, sales and marketing, he has conducted training and coaching for people across the globe. Guys, hold on, there is much more. He's appeared on prominent media like CNBC, BTVI, example Bloomberg TV India, Times of India, Business World, DNA, Z Business and Channel V and many other. He has joined the elite list of extremely rare human beings in the history of planet Earth who has been a TEDx speaker not just once but five times, probably a world record for an Indian speaker. And his videos on TEDx channels has hit 3 billion views. He also gave rise to over 8 million reference pages on Google. And what more, he has also been declared a genius by Tony Buzan, mind map inventor and Nobel Prize nominee. Again, ranked number one in an international creativity test by Tony Buzan and Chris Griffiths, CEO Ting Buzan in Dubai. He's also conducted 360 plus mind map seminars, probably a world record. So friends, without any further delay, let me welcome my guest, Dharmendra Rai, mind map trainer. Dharmendra, thank you very much for joining us for today's show. Thank you for the excellent introduction. And I'm very happy to join you on your show. I think it's getting to be very popular. Uh, I heard you're getting lots of views. uh, And and I'm sure your listeners are really benefiting from all these podcasts that you're doing. Uh, Yes, uh, Dharmendra. I have released five episodes till now. And we have around 800 plus listeners across 16 countries. And 
I am able to reach this spread because of the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, and definitely it's an honor and you know you have been humble in accepting my request to be part of this show and and also doing it you know twice. Yeah. So thanks for that. Yeah. Most of So Dharmendra uh you know I all uh, my podcast will all have a theme where you know I talk to an expert with what their passion is into and what is their USP so with that you know we are going to discuss on the mind map with you sure. so Dharmendra you have had an amazing journey in your career from financial background into sales and marketing and now only in training and that too specialization in mind map can you please tell your story for my listeners yeah certainly <clears throat> i have always been uh, an avid uh, reader i love to read books and understand a lot about how we can become better i have been uh, reading books like how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie in my school days uh, i have read books on how to have a better memory by harry lorain and it's always been my uh, childhood ambition to keep sticking to that path of ultimately brain literacy that is to understand how the brain works with respect to certain processes and activities that i am interested in now i am okay. not interested in understanding Uh, well i am I, i would it's great to understand how the brain works as a biological organ or how it controls respiration and motor movements of the body those are all wonderful and if i get an opportunity to browse through those bits of information it's definitely welcome but my interest is in studying only those aspects of brain literacy which have to do with things that i am most interested in like thinking uh, like learning uh, memory creativity the signs of influence productivity so these are some of the things that i have been absolutely fascinated by and i want to do keep on being on the path of understanding that and training other people on that but it was not easy to do that when i was in school uh, way back in the 1980s because uh, resources were not available very very easily so that that's one of the reasons i had an alternate career path which also i enjoy but then i'm happy i had the chance to come back to my original uh, passion and uh, huge desire yeah yeah that's important to make that shift when you know your passion wonderful yeah. wonderful dharmendra Namendra I also see your profile that you are a master practitioner in you know neurolinguistic programming uh, did NLP also influence you to get into the mind map programming like does it talk about memory creativity and all of this Yes NLP uh, is a very very powerful subject uh, it is quite a big subject uh, it's a subject where if uh, one really wants to understand it uh, he should devote a huge amount of time in his life say uh, ideally uh, an nlp course should be at least for 6 months because it's a deep subject and covers a huge number of areas so i i definitely uh, was interested in nlp from various angles and more specifically from understanding how the brain works through nlp a uh, four areas like 
memory, creativity, and learning. So uh, I would recommend NLP to everybody who generally wants to understand how his brain works, and then he can zero down on the specifics that he wants to explore in a deeper way. Okay, so now that your main USP is mind map, can you help my listeners to understand about mind map? Maybe you want to share uh, its definition or meaning, whatever it makes my listeners to know what it's all about. Sure. Uh, I want to do this in uh, as interactive way as possible. Sure. Uh, as possible uh, through a podcast because it's not visual and I can't show them what a mind map looks like. Yeah. Now, a mind map is a thinking tool that helps people do whatever they want to do in a better way. Okay. Right. Everybody is struggling. Everybody wants to grow. Everybody has problems. And if they have a tool that makes life a little bit easier, and I must state here that it makes life easier. It doesn't make life easy because easy is like an absolute term. Right. Nothing in life worthwhile is easy. You, you ha- there is an element of struggle and there is an element of grit. So that's going to remain. Yeah, even a basic thing like learning, uh, just about anything requires a certain amount of dedication and discipline and grit. And that is going to remain no matter which learning tool you're going to use. And I'm just saying with a mind map, it can become a little bit easier or, or substantially easier. But you still have to remember that you have to work hard if you want to learn anything new. Yeah, that's a profound uh, statement, uh, uh, Dharmendra. I think what you mentioned is, you know, to do it in a better way. That's what is important. And uh, when I was looking at your profile, Dharmendra, I was really mind blocked looking at your profile. Seriously. I didn't know where to start. How do I get the, you know, uh, content from you? So, and the, your knowledge, the kind of a spread you have and the connects with the thought leaders, number of certifications, I'm really mind blown. Hence, I became so inquisitive that, you know, I, I wanted to help my listeners to understand and benefit of knowing about mind map. Hence, I thought I will shoot you, you know, five W's and one H technique as I'm keen to gather all the required information on mind map. So my listeners benefit out of it. And, uh, you know, so they get that required insight. So, uh, yeah. So for my listeners to understand what is 5W and 1H, it's a method of asking questions about a process to understand the subject better. So it, I would start with why, what, who, where, when, and H stands for how. So Dharmendra, I'm keen to start with why. Why mind map? Okay, this is, uh, <laughs> the answer to this is so huge. I could go on for several <laughs> days on this. <laughs> in, in fact, I've started a, the world's first web series on mind mapping. Okay. Uh, I've completed five episodes and all of them uh, look at one big personality. Mm-hmm. Who is known to uh, millions or billions of people in the world. And... Some people may think I'm attacking them, but I'm I'm not really attacking them. I'm just making an objective observation. And I'm a fan of some of those people. Okay. Uh, and observation is that they are not as smart as they think. Mm-hmm. And that is to highlight the research-backed phenomenon that most people in the world are not as smart as they think they are. That's really scary. 
So I've, I've taken specific examples, but it's applicable to everybody. Uh, I, I just took examples of famous people so that people could relate to them. And one of the earliest examples I've taken is that of Donald Trump. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so plenty of people, I have been following Donald Trump. I've been fascinated by his personality, by his energy, by his quirkiness uh, since 1992. Mm-hmm. You are that early follower. So I've been following him. I've read virtually every book he's written. And uh, I, I, I knew much more about him. And most people in the world came to know about him only when he appeared first in The Apprentice. That made him really popular. And after that, when he decided to stand as the US president. So plenty of people don't know about the failures of Donald Trump. Hmm, hmm. He's had, and you can check this on the internet, he's had a string of companies which have gone bankrupt. Okay. And there is a book of his, I think it's The Art of the Deal, or I'm not sure which one because I've read almost all the books he's written, where Donald Trump is narrating a conversation he is having with a friend of his. Mm-hmm. So they are in New York, he is talking to a friend, and they see a beggar. So, yeah, New York also has beggars, <laughs> which, was, <laughs> which was amazing to me, but it's amazing. Okay. How such a rich and smart country uh, still has beggars uh, is, is very difficult to understand. But it had, it had a, uh, there was a beggar uh, near Donald Trump and his friend. And Donald Trump uh, looks at the beggar, looks back at his friend and tells him that beggar is richer than I am. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, and his friend says, obviously, you're joking. I mean, you're, you're such a big guy. Uh, how is it possible? And he says, I'm not joking. My net worth is minus $400 million. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's, that's how much I'm worth, minus $400 million. And, and the beggar there has about 20 to $30. Okay. So, so he's, much, he, he's richer by $400 million. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump has had lots of bankruptcies, and in this case, uh, whatever he's told his friend seems to imply that he himself was personally bankrupt, though he's denied that later on in typical uh, Trump fashion. Mm-hmm. So this is one anecdotal experience that plenty of people who may be very rich right now, or they were praised by the media and they were very, very famous, and most people think of these guys as super successful, they don't realize that these guys have had major failures and we know of them and we talk about them just because they've been lucky enough to bounce back after their failures. I think that's insightful research-based data and how people can bounce back from ruggers to riches. Wow. Like Most people who have a negative net worth of $400 million do not bounce back. They just don't bounce back because nobody's willing to lend money and they've generally have a society that's lost confidence in them. But these are some of the lucky ones, and that's why we know about them and we talk about them, and the media tends to portray them as superheroes. Okay. So, so that's why you need a mental tool to think better, and a mind map is one of the best tools available. It's one of the simplest tools available. So there could be tools which promise you that they can benefit you much more, uh, but they're not very simple to use. So many people then don't use them. 
Okay. Whereas a mind map is really simple. And one of the most obvious demonstrations of that is you can go to Google Images. And now Google Images used to throw out the number of search results. I, I don't think it does that anymore. But about a year ago, when I Googled Google Images for Mindspace map, I got more than 1 billion images. Okay. So that's because people are using it for various purposes. So that's the why. The why is that most people are not as smart as they think they are. They should use as many tools and as much support from the external world as possible to think better. And a mind map is one of the most powerful tools as demonstrated by the usage. Okay, profound uh, information, Darmindra. So for what can I use mind maps for? For whatever you want. Okay. I, I have trained six-year-old children uh, in using mind maps just for fun, for studies. School children have used it to cut down their revision time by 90%. Teachers have used it to enhance their own studies in a particular subject and to present a syllabus to students. Parents have used it to make learning fun for their children. Mm. Uh, I've trained over 2,000 startups to have better business sense in their companies. Uh, I've trained very senior people uh, from Fortune 500 companies like Google. In fact, um, Mr. Satya, who is currently the head of YouTube in India, and obviously YouTube is a Google company, uh, has been one of the attendees in my sessions. So then he would use it to become more creative and increase the revenues of YouTube in India. So everybody has his own area that he wants to develop and a mind map can help him there. Okay, wonderful. And uh, who created this mind map? Ah, its uh, creator unfortunately died just last month on 13th April. Uh, the creator was okay. Tony Buzan. Uh, and uh, it's terrible that he died at a very young age. Uh, I died at the age of 76. I'm saying very young because uh, I, I just met him in February when he was in India. And at 76, he had more energy than than I do. And I am below 50. So, so it's, uh, it, it's really horrible that uh, we've lost him at a pretty young age. Oh, God. This is shocking. Uh, and he thought of the idea of mind maps when he was struggling with his studies way back in the 1950s and 1960s. Mm -hmm. He did this tool, uh, it helped him a lot and he said he searched around for other tools, he didn't find any other tools, so he made it his mission to obviously use mind maps a lot in his own personal life for his self-improvement and also spread the word around and uh, he's been a brilliant, brilliant marketer one of his biggest breakthroughs in uh, spreading the information about mind maps and taking mind maps to the world was a BBC series called Use Your Head. Okay. So that was really a platform which uh, made mind maps a household word, uh, household word across the world. Mm -hmm. And and I really regret that we have lost such a wonderful personality and a great leader, Narmendra. Uh, and I saw that video, uh, Dharmendra, of yours and uh, Tony Buzan, the kind of energy, the kind of information he was sharing with. It was really amazing insight. I got it just with one small video and the kind of a work he has done. Uh, definitely an amazing uh, opportunity for people to explore on mind map. Yeah. Right. And, and that was his last interview in India. Okay. Uh, and you won't believe it. That, that interview was 
close to 7 o'clock, uh, 7 p.m. Okay. After three days of seminar. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I, I was not even, con- I was assist- assisting him in, in those seminars, but I wasn't speaking in those seminars in those three days. Mm-hmm. And at, at 7 o'clock on the third day, he had more energy than I, he had more energy than I did, which is obvious in the video. Okay. So, so you can understand how passionately he lived his life and how he was able to absorb life in a deeper way because he would mind map furiously. Uh, and he, uh, I, I did a few mind maps which he kept in his, which he used in his diary as a remembrance of our meetings. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like mind maps all the way. Okay, okay. Hmm, that's an amazing journey. Uh, I think then what are the techniques used in mind map, Dharmendra? Now, uh, I want to sound a note of caution here. I, I would uh, request people not to jump on the app bandwagon because there are more than 300 free as well as paid apps on mind mapping and people generally want to jump quickly onto an app for just about anything nowadays. And I am very, very careful uh, in suggesting and, and I, I think people should be very careful uh, about doing that because it's really affecting the brains in a very negative way. Mm-hmm. There are various ways in which you can do mind mapping but one of the reasons why it's become very popular is because it's it's the cheapest and most convenient way to use your whole brain. Right. And it is for yourself. It's for yourself or it could be for others or both. Mm-hmm. Okay. So plenty of people are aware of the concept of whole brain thinking uh, that we we have a left brain and a right brain and the left brain is good at logic and lines and lists and that the right brain is better at emotions and visuals and daydreaming. At the same time, they've never really done anything about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The concept of whole brain thinking is very, very old. In 1981, a gentleman called Professor Roger Sperry won the Nobel Prize for proving the concept of whole brain thinking and the fact that we had a left brain which is better at certain functions and a right brain which is better at certain functions. Right. So, since there was a Nobel Prize, uh, there were lots of people who wrote about it, then your books were published, then your papers were published, then your newspaper articles appeared. Uh, at, at the same time, when I'm in a session, and let's say there are 200 people in a session, I, I, I ask them how many of you are aware of whole brain thinking. Almost every, everybody puts up their hands because it's been there since 1981. And then okay. I request them to not put down their hands and ask them a second question, which is, so the first question is, how many of you are aware of whole brain thinking? Yeah. Almost all 200 hands are up. And I say, okay, please keep your hand up. And now we'll respond to my second question. My second question is, how many of you have done something about it? You've done something to ensure that you're using whole brain thinking in your daily life. Hmm. And not a single hand remains up, not one. Hmm. This is this is a group which has not been exposed to mind mapping. A very powerful question you have asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, application is important. Yeah, and these books they they definitely fulfilled a need in the sense they told people something that was backed by science and something that was very powerful, but then they didn't leave them with a tool that could be used easily. In in which case, all that information ultimately gets forgotten because it's supplied. Yeah. So, so I suggest that people apply it the right way. And the right way is by using the pen pen or even a pencil and a basic piece of paper. Even a paper napkin is good enough. Mm-hmm. And that, that's how cheap, that's how low cost making a mind map can be. If you've got colors, obviously use colors. But I'm saying even without colors, you can make 
uh, a very good mind map. If you have colors, you should definitely use colors. So you don't need an elaborate setup. You don't need uh, a mobile phone. You don't need an app. So I suggest people uh, really do mind maps the organic way or the traditional way for at least six months after deciding to use the tool regularly. Mm-hmm. And use the software only when it's necessary. So you want to store the mind maps in a soft copy because you want to edit it later or you want to prepare a JPEG or you want to email it or you want to make it a uh, keynote or a PPD. Fine. In that case, you need to use apps. But whenever you're using apps, at least start with a handmade mind map. Yeah, so that's totally right. agree with you, Dharmendra. Uh, Even though you have loads of information available, start in an organic way. Yes, yeah. yes. And also have a coach or a mentor who can actually take you on a right track. Even though there are loads of information available. Yeah, there's too much information is like no information. True. Because then how do you decide which information to look at and which is from a credible source and all that. So there's a lot of research to prove that when people are using the traditional note-taking method mm-hmm. versus, so there have been a large number of students who have taken down notes in a class on a laptop and a large number of people who have taken down notes in the traditional way, just putting pen to paper. Okay. And research has proved that people who have taken down notes in the traditional way, not even using mind maps, using linear notes, the traditional guys have done better in terms of comprehension and memory. Okay. Compared to people who took notes on their laptops. Because you're, you're disassociated with the information. Your nervous system is not as deeply involved. Hmm. Hmm. Your kinesthetic sense is not there. Your muscle memory is not there. So it just doesn't work as effectively. Right, right. So now we understood that on the concept of the technique and all that, uh, Dharmendra. Is there a specific advantage or benefit of using mind map? There are plenty of benefits. The best way to answer this question would be uh, just like plenty of people ask me what's uh, a good book to read. Hmm. And I, I say that's not uh, the best question. If you tell me what's a good book to read with a reference to what is your biggest pain point in life right now, okay. that. Then, then if I if I know about that subject, then I can I could recommend a good book, good book there because my good book may not make any sense to you. So similarly, um, the mind map has so many uses. It enhances your learning. It enhances your memory. It enhances your creativity. Uh, the latest book for which I interviewed Tony Buzan, and that book is not officially released yet, is called Mind Mapping for Mindfulness. Okay. So there was a gentleman called Joshua Foer who has written a book called Moonwalking with Einstein. Mm-hmm. Joshua Foer was, is a science journalist who got fascinated by the concept of systems of memory. Mm-hmm. You, you, can, you can enhance your memory by using certain strategies like the memory palace or the mind palace or the loci system or the link system or the peg system. And he got fascinated with these techniques and he decided to study them. Uh, He spoke a lot to Tony, met him plenty of times and Tony figures a lot in that book, Moonwalking with Einstein. Now, the significant thing was that he got so fascinated by these memory championships that 
happen very regularly, even in India now, thanks to Tony. But but they definitely have been happening for a long time now in the UK and the US. And and Joshua Fuer is from the US. So we started training for memory championships for for the US memory championship by putting in three to four hours every day. Okay. He, to his great surprise, and to everybody's great surprise, he won. <laughs> he actually won the U.S. Memory Championships by using Tony's techniques of memory. Mm-hmm. And he's made he's made a very profound statement, and, and people should really take his statement seriously because he is officially the man in the U.S. with the best memory. Okay. Uh, and he's made a statement saying that when you make a mind map, you have to be mindful. You cannot not be mindful. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can be unmindful when you're taking down linear notes. Okay, this is a paraphrasing of what he said. I, I obviously uh, know that the minute I'm, I made my first mind map, I, I knew that I can't, I, I can't make it if I'm speaking on the phone at the same time or doing something else. But this uh, gets a lot of credibility when it comes from a U.S. memory championship. And that too, after he's in a way been coached by Tony. Right. So if somebody is looking at enhancing his memory or mindfulness or creativity or learning, what are we planning to do? He, he can use a mind map and then focus more on those aspects that he's trying to improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful uh, insight, uh, Dharmendra. I think you also brought in a very important element saying... Uh, the sourcing of information is available, but the need is important to identify what is the problem or uh, uh, what is the need. And then you go to get the benefit or the sourcing of the information. Yeah. So, yeah. so with this, uh, Dharmendra, you, I also hear you saying that, you know, from a six-year-old to parent to teachers and many other people are using it. But... Uh, just wanted to understand from you being an expert, when would we be able to use this? I mean, when can we start using it? Is there a limit on the age or is there any prerequisite, uh, you know, to start mind mapping? Uh, nothing's too early and nothing's too late. <laughs> okay. So, so even a child can can make just some doodles here and there, uh, mind map-like, and that itself mm-hmm. has huge benefits. So whenever they're ready, five years old, six years old, and till whenever they can keep going. Hmm. Uh, Because uh, the earlier children train on mind maps, the earlier they get the benefits of cutting down their revision time and understanding things in a deeper way. And they keep mind mapping as old uh, as as they become. Uh, It helps to uh, reduce cognitive decline, which happens to plenty of people not just because of aging, but because they're aging and not using the brains in a way that they should be using. Hmm. Okay. So you have benefits okay. at both ends. It's, it's like a skill. You might as well get that skill under your skin as early as possible so that you get the maximum benefit of it throughout your life. It's like learning a language. Yeah. The more, the more languages you learn when you're a child, uh, the better it is because then when, once you grow, it's very difficult to learn another language. It's, it takes a huge amount of time, energy and money. Uh, yeah, and with this, I recall, uh, I was reading somewhere that, you know, we use some point three of our brain uh, skills, uh, consciously or subconsciously, something like that. So uh-huh. we okay. have to keep using it to make it active and we have to tap the subconscious mind to make it conscious. 
Okay, now there are plenty of myths about the brain, and this is a myth. At the same time, it's a myth which uh, which has helped people <laughs> rather than hurt people. Okay. We are using hundred percent of our brains. Uh-huh. The point is, we ha- we can use it in a substantially better way. So the horsepower is there, but then the car has to go in the right direction. Ah. Okay. Map helps you think in a better way. It's it's not so much as increasing the quantity of thinking as improving the quality of thinking. Because, because we are cognitive misers. Uh, our brains are conditioned to not really do too much thinking. Hmm. Because the brain consumes about 20 to 25 percent of the energy in the entire body. 20 to 25 percent. Okay. So if it starts thinking at a higher rate, then we'll be going to faint. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much about quantity as about quality. There's a limit to what you can do about the quantity of thinking, because there's only so much energy that the body can give the brain. Okay. I think uh, thanks for that uh, insight, uh, Dharmendra. I think uh, you answered, you know, the all the essential stuff required on, you know, what, why, where, and all of that. and uh, also i am curious to know is there any connection with a heart and soul also in mind mapping or how is does that operate exclusive so i'm i'm an atheist i do not believe in the concept of the soul <laughs> <laughs> so i i i think if if i see a real time graph of your users plenty of the non atheists will drop up at this stage <laughs> <laughs> okay well, it it has to do with plenty of ways in which people think so in fact it's a better way i'm sure of capturing emotions than uh, mere handwriting hmm the, uh, the subject of graphology uh, the the jury's out as to how effective graphology is which is the study of handwriting right right so a, tra- a trained graphologist claims to understand Uh, what kind of person you are and uh, what are your skills and whether you're a healthy person or an unhealthy person in terms of both physical and mental activity uh, so there's there's been a lot of debate about whether it really works but i have a lot of uh, very good sources which claim that graphology works the the uh, invent of arthur conan doyle invent of sherlock holmes arthur conan doyle believed in graphology sherlock holmes in his cases used to Use graphology quite a lot. Uh, I understand that graphology is being used by the smartest uh, investigative agencies in the world, including secret services of of the most developed countries in the world. So I believe in graphology. Okay. And graphology is also connected to understanding how people are and reading people through their drawing. Hmm. Hmm. Right. And, and my map is a drawing. So I think this is an open field. and people who are listening to this podcast who uh, are great believers in psychographics and who are in hr and who are in recruitment and who are in skill assessment okay this is a this is something that can re- literally define their careers because you can you can invent something new hmm. you can do just like graphology is a systematic study of handwriting and and uh, drawing analysis is a systematic study of analysis of a, a person's drawing based on this people can then decide whether they want to marry somebody or whether they want to recruit somebody in the companies just like other psychographic tests 
somebody could really make a career out of offering to analyze mind maps for recruitment purposes mm-hmm. okay. uh, I, i think this, there's a huge uh, potential there i i may do it right now there is no time for me to do it because i'm i'm very busy going out there and communicating about the current ideas relating to mind map lots of fortune 500 companies and, okay. but let's say drawing color um just to give you a quick anecdotal thing here children who been through extremely traumatic experiences and we have we have a a cyclone and a storm in uh, orissa right now and we, we as a country we've handled it wonderfully but uh, in plenty of other parts of the world these disasters are not handled well and they leave lots of orphans behind Mm-hmm. so there have been orphans of such a kind of tragedy uh, where, where uh, they they're often because of the because of a particular calamity like a storm and these children are put in rehabilitation centers and the counselors and psychologists work with them trying to get their mental health back on track these children who've been who gone through trauma immediately are given drawing assignments they just they're just given uh lots of color pencils and paper and they're they're suggested to draw because that's yeah healing and it distracts them from what's happened and children love to draw okay it is observed that children who have just gone through a trauma do not use colors uh, in in the sense they don't use non black colors they they want to stick only with one color and that's black okay they they're allowed to choose the colors it's their decision uh, they're not prompted by somebody to use a certain color as they get better then they start using the normal colors like red and blue and yellow and all that okay now that's just that's just one bit of information i have got from a very uh, absolutely uh, well known uh, source and a reliable source so this is just one aspect i mean just imagine how many aspects of a mind map are there that can be studied and cataloged and and a science could be made out of this hmm hmm true true and remember you have been sharing mind map uh, techniques to volume of people do you want yes. to share any story where your participants have used it effectively okay so there are plenty of people who have used it who are in business and who made a lot of money out of it so i i, I just want to give uh two instances one of them has been very clear he has given me something absolutely crystal clear in terms of how much money he's made okay okay by by using a mind map and and the other gentleman he he's not told me how much money he's made but he is such a successful and wealthy and respected person that he he's at a certain strata of society he's at a certain he's at a certain strata of people in this world who never waste time mm-hmm. there are plenty of people let's say let's say mr mukesh amani let's say richard branson let's say mark zuckerberg yeah these guys are not going to uh, waste time with a tool just because it looks cute or because other people are using it or or because it's well advertised they do smart for that mm-hmm. so so that's why it's a real testimonial uh, it's an unbeatable testimonial Okay. So I want to add a third name to that list, and but but this gentleman is not trained by me. He's uh, probably read a book or probably Tony's met him. Uh, so so just deviating slightly from your question, just for about ten seconds, Bill Gates has spoken very adoringly about mind maps 
in an article in Newsweek in 2006. Okay. Uh, he's obviously made a connection to the software because uh, he's a software guy and he wanted wanted to talk a lot about software. Mm-hmm. And, and the very statement he's made is a new generation of mind mapping software can be used as a digital blank slate to connect and synthesize ideas and data to provide new information. Oh, okay. To provide new ideas or new insights. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that's for me is the biggest testimonial in the world because it's Bill Gates and that time he was the richest man in the world and now he's not the richest man in the world because he's given his wealth to charity. Otherwise, he would still be the richest man the in the richest, world. The richest, yeah. True. Anyway, Jeff Bezos has given $68 billion to his wife, so he's not as rich as he used to be. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'm uh, you taking advantage of your question to, to show off about Bill Gates uh, endorsing mind maps. Hmm. Now, now, come back to your question. There are two uh, really substantial people that uh, I have been uh, lucky to have as my attendees. So one of them has allowed me to, uh, I'm just comfortable mentioning his name. And his name is Pradeep Shah. Okay. Uh, Pradeep Shah was I the first I first time I came to know about him was when I was an MBA student, uh, way back in 1992 when I saw a cover of a magazine. I think it was Business World or Business Today. Mm-hmm. It had the cover of Pradeep Shah, Mr. Pradeep Shah, who it was mentioned that he this man earns the highest salary in India. Okay. I, I think it was about a crore a month that time. I, I said, Oh my gosh, this guy has to be incredible. Uh, he's from Harvard and plenty of people know him uh, through the company that he started and he started India's first and most respected credit rating agency that's called Crisis. Okay. Yeah, Credit Rating and Information Services in Delhi. So he attended one of my sessions when I did it for the uh, World Presence Organization or WPO uh, and uh, I met him uh, three or four years later. I, I thought he wouldn't uh, recognize me or he, he would have forgotten because People at his level are exposed to so many tools and they go for so many seminars. Uh, but going back to what I said at the beginning, the smartest people in the world want to become smarter and the dumbest people in the world think they're very smart. <laughs> and so he immediately recognized me and he said, oh, you did a seminar on mind mapping and I've used mind mapping a lot and I've really benefited and it's a wonderful tool. And I gave you the highest feedback in that course. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which okay. I, I, I didn't get because that was submitted, submitted to WPO and that was confidential. Mm-hmm. So okay. this is, so, so now he, he, he's a fund manager now, so he hasn't told me how many billions of dollars he's made <laughs> because of mind mapping. But since he's a fund manager, I presume that he's used it in, in becoming a better fund manager. So this was uh, one huge testimonial. And the other testimonial is from a gentleman who doesn't want to be named, uh, but he is the chief executive of uh, one of the largest cosmetics companies in the world. Okay. Which has an Indian background, which is an Indian origin. Okay, so there are not too many of that. You can, you can put two and two together. <laughs> right. So, so this gentleman uh, attended a session of mine in Delhi. So that's another big hint there. And later on, he put a mind map on my wall. Uh, he tagged me. He put, he put a mind map on his Facebook wall and he tagged me. So I've got it on my Facebook wall now. And he's mentioned that this mind map brainstorming helped us earn a net profit of 20 crores in one meeting. Mm-hmm. Okay, this, this meeting was with the sales team. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. obviously, I, I also want to be careful by talking about this testimonial because it's not that you're going to, you're going to earn 20 crores every time you use a mind map. That's right. not the point. Right. 
the point is it's a tool that enhances the probability of success yeah, yeah there, there is no guarantee there's no tool that can give you a guarantee anybody who gives you a guarantee just about anything in this world is uh, is a con man it's a hard work it's a how effective you are going to use the tool matters yeah and, and is is the tool a tried and tested tool does it really enhance the probability of success if it does then if even if you don't get the results you know that you use the right tool if you find a better tool please go ahead and use it right yeah and i'm not saying mindmap i i may say mindmap is the ultimate tool to make an impact but there's no such thing as the ultimate tool if, if you find a better tool than mindmap please go ahead and use it i'm i'm not propagating mindmaps as much as i'm propagating brain literacy okay yeah that's an important uh, aspect yeah so since we are talking about the tools and uh, darmendra you also mentioned that you know our listeners has to be cautious and be organic on using it but is there yeah. any input like you know as a beginner uh, for uh, my listeners to start with any of the software or a app you recommend no i i uh, specifically don't mention any app because that's that would be encouraging people to use an app right away Okay. Yeah, so people people are welcome to connect to me on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. Okay. And I'll I would I would definitely then be happy to share uh, my suggestions about which is a good app and I also have the links to both free and paid software which I could forward to them. Mhm. Okay. So so Darmendra uh, when you uh, mentioned about the mind map the thought process and you know uh, being creative and you can use it scientifically all of that and when my users are trying to put this on a pen and paper uh, what is your uh, one recommendation because you know when you start putting your topic or the need what you have identified then if there is idea striked then there are loads of input come coming to individuals how do they structure that to achieve what they are looking for uh, could could you just clarify ideas of i think it's strife yeah is it, there could, there could be like you know when you're walking on a street and there is an idea strike to you and you take a pen and paper and you scribble your thoughts right so right. is there any input or a suggestion from your end like when i begin taking a pen and paper what should be my most important thought process on putting that uh, my idea in a structured way or a logical i i don't know so i want your guidance on it okay and so first of all you brought up a very important point about carrying a pen and paper with you 24 7 yes i do that <laughs> <laughs> you'll be shocked very few people in the world do it true yeah i also see not- that in my corporate uh, life also people come to meeting without pen and paper so uh, is a terrible habit yeah uh, so i've also been trained in gtd or getting things done okay uh, which is the according to me it's the best uh, productivity the, the best techniques of productivity in the world that i've ever come across and i've i've, I've been researching a lot about productivity mm-hmm. uh, i'm also going to create my own brand of productivity training I'm planning to call it ruthless productivity because there is an element catchy, of Darmendra. Yeah, so there's an element of push. There are too many people who are trying to say that life is easy. I'm telling you, no. You have to be ruthless. It's not easy. You have to be ruthless with yourself as well. So if you want to be productive, it's, it's impossible to be productive without being absolutely ruthless about it. You got to push yourself. Yeah. 
and you have to have some strict rules as far as your interaction with other people are, are concerned. So otherwise, it's not going to happen. Hmm. So yes, uh, having a, a, bucket, a collection bucket, as David Allen would say, uh, is or, or a series of collection buckets. But one of the easiest collection buckets is a pen and paper that you carry with you throughout. Uh, sometimes I don't carry a paper, but I've got a pen. Uh, it's called a sign pen, which writes on my skin. Okay. So then I write on my skin. So it, it looks cool also. People think it's a tattoo. So. Hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. I also have my WhatsApp notes where quickly I type in that so that I don't miss out on that information what I've gained. Right. Uh, so I, I really, again, I would, I would suggest the organic path, but WhatsApp is available. And uh, another option is the audio options. You have audio software and uh, you, you can, so uh, plenty of people use different modes depending on what's convenient for them. Hmm. True. So this, so this way you can capture an idea. And then if you want to use mind maps just for the purpose of brainstorming and, and trying to get more ideas of that one idea that you've got, then you would you would not need pictures and you would not need colors and you just you, you just do something called sun bursting. Okay. Uh, since since I can't show it you, I, I think sun burst is the right word to use because uh, you can imagine a circle and lines coming out of that circle, just like sun rays coming out of the sun. Right. That's what I was visualizing when you said sun burst. Right. Yeah. So then you write words that are associated with the word. In the center, so you you draw a circle, and you put the word in the center that you want to brainstorm about, hmm. and, and then you keep on writing words that come to your mind based on the word in the middle. Okay. And then you can go on and on. You got to set a time limit for it because you can go on infinitely. You can go from A to B, then B to C, then C to D, and so on. You can just keep going. So you have to have a time limit. Uh, you got to have lots of paper so that you you can really go on without getting interrupted by running out of paper and you got to do it fast you you, you when, when you're just generating ideas then you should just generate you should not then try to evaluate at the same time hmm. uh, there's a very powerful statement made by edward de bono who is the inventor of lateral thinking hmm. he's such a great thinker that he's been recognized by time as among the 100 most influential people who have contributed to human thinking and he's also got a planet named after him oh okay that's huge. Uh, and he's also uh, he was also nominated for a Nobel Prize in Economics. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, Tony Buzan was also nominated for a Nobel Prize for uh, for peace because of his contribution to education. Okay. Uh, through mind mapping and brain literacy. So the statement that he has made is that the biggest problem with people's brains or with people's thinking is they're trying to think about too many things at one time, mm-hmm. which is very applicable to everything, but especially to creativity, because when you're being creative, you should just focus on generating ideas in terms of quantity, not quality. Okay. Yeah. Ultimately, you want quality, but then if you tell your brain, I want quality, it doesn't work. Hmm. Right? It's, it's like asking a chief executive of a company, what's the objective of the company? And he says, objective of the company is to make money. Yeah. I mean, we know that. But then if that's the way you're going to mention your objective, you're never going to achieve it because you need something, you need to have an indirect way to doing it, to getting money. True. Google wants to have a search. Maybe maybe the chief executive of Google, the brilliant page probably wanted to organize the information on the internet so it's easily available and easily findable or searchable. 
Okay, so they, they won't they won't say oh the object of Google is to make money because that's not a helpful way to think about it. Mm-hmm. So you obviously want quality ideas. You obviously want a solution to the problem. But if if you're going to tell your brain I want a solution to the problem, you're not giving your brain a good resourceful direction to go into. So if you if, so one way and this is one of the most ironclad rules of creativity. Any creative genius would agree to this rule. Has practiced and lived this rule in his life. And that is, if you want a good idea, you got to have lots of ideas. Okay. You just got to generate. You got to generate hundreds of ideas, thousands of ideas, and then you'll discard ninety-nine ideas out of hundred. Or you'll discard all hundred ideas. There is. no other way that's just the way the brain works if somebody is just thought of a brilliant idea without really doing a brainstorming process then it's luck then luck is not a strategy right one replicate yeah very rightly said so so use a sunburst diagram use first of all decide how much time you're going to devote to it then use a sunburst diagram then ensure you have lots of paper so that you don't waste time searching for paper again and the third thing is focus on quantity not on quality all the all the all the stuff about evaluating and implementation comes later it does not come at this stage okay yeah that's a profound uh, information on the planning the phases which you have mentioned uh, darmendra so guys i'm sure you have gained greater insight on mind map and all 5w and 1h the techniques and applications and how relevant mind map for our success and growth and this is not the end guys our conversation will continue on the quest for mind mapping and brain literacy as part 2 episode and and we will deep dive on the approach which dharmendra has taken and how he has transformed connecting with great leaders through the mind map journey i look forward you joining us back on the part 2 episode so friends i hope you enjoyed this conversation and if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to this show then make sure you share this podcast with your friends and post it on all social media platforms like facebook twitter insta and do tag us and let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage enlighten and empower thank you so much for your patience and tuning into this show bye for now take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging enlightening